Hey folks, before we get started with this episode, a quick warning. We're going to talk a lot about Amazon's Smart Assistant. So if you have one of those Echo devices in your home, I would advise you to turn off the microphone for the next couple of minutes while the podcast is going on. Alexa, Alexa, Alexa. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Popular Science's Techathlon, tech news through games, trivia, and usually friendly competitions. I'm your host, Jason Letterman, and playing along with me today are Corinne, old book smell Iosio, Mm-mm. Stan, old man smell Horacek, <laughs> printed on my gravestone, that's true, <laughs> and Sandra, old car smell Gutierrez. Who the hell are you calling old? <laughs> I'll be honest, I, I had the first two nicknames written down, and I just put car in there. It should I, be new car I smell. I feel very special, Jace. <laughs> <laughs> I like how old man smell was just like a slam dunk. It was yeah. It was just there. You couldn't wait for that. Yeah, but old car smell. Yeah, Ew. I know. Like cigarettes and shame. Oh. <laughs> Extra value shame. meals. Anyway, welcome back to the podcast, Sandra. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Let's get started with the Decathlon Decathlon. 10 trivia questions to catch you up on the week's tech news. I'll ask our panel all about what's been happening in the tech world since our last episode. They'll buzz in and get points for each question that they correctly answer. They'll also have the opportunity to steal any question that their fellow panelists answer incorrectly as long as it's not true or false or multiple choice. Whoever has the most points at the end of the game will win a car air freshener. Do we get to choose the smell? Yeah, you can choose the smell. Cool. I really like when they don't have like a, a real smell. It's not like lemon or cherry. It's like... Arctic Fresh. (laughs) Like Like the name of every Gatorade flavor. Springtime Blitz. (laughs) Question number one. You may not have heard of the Lifeline program, but it's pretty important. The Federal Communications Commission will pay cell phone carriers a monthly subsidy for customers who may not have otherwise been able to afford devices, and the carrier then passes on that discount to low-income consumers. The FCC last week accused which major cell phone provider of abusing the Lifeline program and taking subsidies for 885,000 inactive users? Corinne. Metro PCS. That is incorrect. All right. Stan. AT&T. AT&T is also incorrect. Sandra, you want to take a guess? T-Mobile? It's not T-Mobile. It's Sprint. I was hoping it wasn't Sprint because I have Sprint. I, I know. Just like, you just needed another reason it. to pile on and I was hate just them. Selfishly hoping that it wasn't my precious Sprint. So, eight hundred and eighty-five thousand inactive users is thirty percent of Sprint's Lifeline users and ten percent of all Lifeline users. That's messed up. I have to wonder how much of that is just ineptitude, though. Like it's what like it's, like an inactive line that was never. <laughs> yeah, like it's fun to imagine a. Uh, a evil businessman like turning around in his chair and petting a cat and like taking all this money but also like the number of times Sprint has just forgotten that I'm a customer and stuff like that like <laughs> maybe they just didn't know where it's something they called them they're like what, what are you talking about I've never even heard of this so I guess that's possible number two Facebook had a conference last week about its virtual reality property Oculus CEO Mark Zuckerberg went as far as to say only Facebook can bring VR to the forefront The company is launching a social network where people hang out in VR and can expand the world infinitely through spaces and experiences. What is the name of this definitely not dystopian network? Corinne. Horizon. Horizon. Like the event horizon. It's where we're all going to (laughs) die. 
<laughs> this reminds me so much of, oh my God, what's it called? From Second Life. No. No, because you're- like Mirror episode? You're, yeah, but Jason's too much of a pup to remember Second Life. From Ready Player One, the name of their virtual reality internet that they all mm, go into. Right. That's what this reminds me of. I mean, that's basically Second Life. Yeah. Linden dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Corinne and I showing our- our our true selves as elder internet statesmen. Yes, <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting a real whiff Stan of old I... man smell over here. <laughs> yeah. Stan and I interneted before iPhones. Yeah, it was, I, I you know I was just reading about this too, and it's so I, they just are talking so far into the future. Facebook has become such a massive yeah thing. It's now. getting all kind of woo woo. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, uh, they did have cool new hardware, like the uh, the new Oculus thing that does hand tracking that they're bringing to the Quest. That's really cool. But they sort of headlined with this grand plan, and like grand plans never <laughs> they don't they don't always pan out that well. Yeah, we'll mm-hmm. check back in ten years and see where we're at. And because nothing at all ever goes wrong on their not completely immersive virtual reality social network. I mean, absolutely. That's what it makes me so weary about this whole thing. Like, why would they do this, like, larger-than-life social network in VR? We can't even trust the social network they have now, basically. Mm-hmm. If they do make a world where I never have to go anywhere, but I can still talk to people because I'm the weird kind of shut-in who still likes to talk to people, then I'm I'm into it. I cha- I came around on it. Number three is multiple choice. By the time you hear this podcast, unless there's another delay, the Samsung Galaxy Fold will finally be back on sale in the U.S. The foldable phone will cost $1,980, and in an effort to stop accidental damage, Samsung made some changes to the hardware and literally covered the phone in warnings. But if something does happen to the folding screen, Samsung will replace it one time only at what discounted price? Is it A, $100, B, $150, C, $200, or D, $250? Corinne. $250. It's not correct. It's $150. Hmm. But you have to buy a fold before the end of 2019. So I have to spend $2,000 to get the privilege of only spending $150 when the $2,000 thing inevitably breaks. And you only have three months left to do it. Oh, cool. I love it when there's no catch. <laughs> it kind of sounds like it's still my break. Yeah. It kind of sounds like they're saying, here's this thing. It's going to break. I think I'm in the minority here. But I think now that Samsung is saying, look, you have to be really careful with this thing as like a, a condition of buying it. Like, then that's what it is now. And I think I can take a step back and evaluate it as this like phone that's definitely not for everyone, but it does this really cool thing. And maybe if you can figure out a use case for it, it's cool. Like, I still think it's a really cool early adopter thing. Uh, but I mean, I don't necessarily want one because I destroy even tough phones. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, Ford has been working with Argo AI on its autonomous vehicle program. The duo has done testing on their product in Miami and Washington, D.C., but announced last week it will head south to what city? Stan. Austin, Texas. Austin, Texas. It's interesting after the last few years of scaling back autonomous programs, we're starting to see them expand again. I think we're going to see more expansion like this, where it's an automaker working on their own line with their own partner on a platform, as opposed to like an Uber or a Lyft who's essentially retrofitting somebody else's car with the system. So it, it makes a lot of sense to me for Ford to be out in front on this, but also just being a little bit slow and very deliberate. 
Yeah, I, I've been following this space not super closely, but trying to keep up on it. And it really seems from 30,000 feet, like there was this there was this rush to promise all these things about mm-hmm. how self-driving cars are going to be here and like Cruise was going to have that car with no steering wheel driving around on the road, you know, immediately and and all these things. And all these companies made all these promises and, and got all these investments. And then all of a sudden it just sort of slowed way down when it became apparent that it just wasn't going to work like they wanted it to. Or as quickly as they wanted as, it to. Right. So I don't think all those failed promises are ringing as loudly as much in people's head anymore. And it feels a little safer to go in and start testing again. And maybe maybe people have adjusted their expectations anymore. It's a kind of like, you know, you're like you screwed up and you're just hoping no one notices too much. And then you just eventually go back to normal after a while. Just start climbing up the ladder very slowly. Yeah, I think that's what's happening now is that we're sort of past the pie in the sky promises a little bit. And now we're getting into the real process of getting Mm -hmm. driverless cars. How how would you feel about being in a self-driving car, Sandra? Scared, I guess. I don't know. Uncomfortable. Uh, I like driving and I feel very uncomfortable when someone else is driving. So if I see no driver at all, I think I would like flip out. Question number five. Facebook has a reputation for buying or stealing the ideas of competitors and those that are still in business have taken notice. That's just one of the things that the Federal Trade Commission is looking into as a part of an antitrust investigation against Facebook. Among the companies the FTC has spoken to is Snap, the makers of Snapchat. Snap kept records of all the times they were strong-armed or copied by Facebook and gave that collection what magical name? Oh, God, this was really good. I'm so annoyed I can't remember. Oh, man. I did not read this news. No, this was such a good burn. Damn it. Jason was already excited about this, and I should have remembered when he said it. I mentioned it in our pre-production meeting when we were deciding games this week. Oh, man. Uh. I really don't remember. Is it like it's a Quicksilver? No, it's not Quicksilver. That would have been a good one, though. All right, I'm going to call it. It's Project Voldemort. Project Voldemort. Really? Yes. That's why I said magical name. (laughs) Oh, right, because that's that's Harry Harry Potter. Harry Potter. So Facebook's in in a little bit of trouble with this investigation. They've also got a couple of congressional investigations going on. So, like, I'm just glad somebody is clapping back at them with this, even if it's the only thing we ever hear about it. At this point, if I was Facebook, I would just do exactly whatever I want, no matter how crazy it is and how absurdly illegal it is. Because when you you can only get sued so much, I think. Like how <laughs> you know much work is going to get, yeah, right? Like, at some point, you know, if you're like, you know what? My curfew is 10 p.m. It's 1.30 a.m. I'm staying out till 4 a.m. Like I'm not going to go. <laughs> yeah. If I'm going to take a 1.30 a.m. yelling at, I'm going to take a 4 a.m. You know, punishment. Then uh, that's where I think I'd be as Facebook at this point. Uh, because what's the downside anymore? You get sued all the time, and you probably deserve it. <laughs> right. Question number six. Voice assistants can now help you to get a job. A new skill added to both Alexa and Google Assistant called Apply Through will let users apply to what Chicago-based international fast food chain? Corinne. McDonald's. McDonald's. Yes. So this is not the first foray into tech that McDonald's has taken with applying for jobs. You can already apply through text or social media and messaging apps. And this apply through feature is available in the U.S., Australia, Canada, France, Germany, Ireland, Italy, Spain, and the U.K. with more countries set to follow. I wonder if I can just go to my friend's house and do this. 
get him hired at McDonald's. <laughs> so without him knowing about it. You have to you ask to apply to a job at McDonald's and then it will text you the information. So you could get as far as giving it his phone number and getting him the application on his phone. Okay. And the rest I, would be up to him unless you stole his phone. Steal his phone yeah. and mm-hmm. then fill out the application. Yeah. Yeah. And then drive him to his first day of work at McDonald's. What a prank. Got him hired. <laughs> yeah. And then he goes on to have a successful career as a manager. Yeah. Gets me free nuggets. <laughs> I like this It was story. all worth it. Yeah. This is a good story. It's Thanks so I'm in much, full support Amazon. of all of this. Question number seven. We've discussed the tariffs that tech companies face when manufacturing parts or products in China. Apple recently got an exemption from those tariffs and because of that announced they'll continue to manufacture the new Mac Pro in what southern U.S. city? Where does Apple have? I don't know. Stan. Is it Austin, Texas again? It's Austin, Texas again. <laughs> <laughs> what other southern city does Apple have a place in? I was hoping that you would be bold enough to say it could be the same answer twice. I almost put them back to back just <laughs> with you. <laughs> that I decided that would be too mean. Do we know when the Mac Pro comes out yet? I feel like they announced it forever ago. I can't remember. It was like a year, to, at least a year ago, maybe two years ago. I don't know why I even care. I don't have enough money to buy one, but I want to just like go on the site and spec one out and like imagine. They're if just I could buy so it. pretty. <laughs> yeah. Imagine and, your life with it. Yeah. I every when I drive to the train station, I would drive by this billboard that has the lottery advertisement on it, and it's always like, "Oh, a hundred million dollars." And I like to what think would about I do? you could yeah. buy one Mac Pro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Question number eight is a true or false question. Thanks to GDPR, Europeans gained the right to be forgotten, the ability to ask Google to take down pages about them to protect their privacy. True or false? In a landmark victory for privacy advocates. Europe's top court ruled that those links must remain off of Google in all countries, not just European ones. Corinne. That's false. This was a good day for Google, right? Correct. Google only has to remove those links in European search results, but it must be removed from the search in all European countries, not just the one where the user submitted the request. That sounds fair. Yeah. Question number nine. It was only pretty recently that Nintendo games became available on a non-Nintendo platform, your phone or mobile device. The latest game in what friend-ruining franchise came out last week and is offering a $5 a month subscription for upgrades and additional levels? Corinne. Mario Kart. Mario Kart. The game is called Mario Kart Tour. What they're doing here is super rude. They're like, there's the fastest racing mode, but you can only use it if you pay $5 a month in a subscription fee. What is that? Right? Yep. It is so rude. The last set of courses. And you'll get a free two week trial with all of the levels, and then you have to pay $5 a month unless you cancel it. Well, I guess I just don't have to do that. I I tried to play it, and this. I think they it was so crushed, the server was so crushed that I don't think you could play it yet. So I haven't even had a chance to try it. I guess I'll just not try it. Yeah. I'm lying. I'll try it. You're totally going to try it. And then you're going <laughs> to sign up for the subscription and then forget to unenroll, oh. and then it'll just be $5 for the rest of eternity. Oh, yes. I look forward to spending $130,000 over the course of my lifetime. <laughs> I mean, you will. Absolutely. I'm going to stick with my Nintendo DS. I mean, it works amazing. Mario Kart is amazing. In every platform, I am not paying $5 of a subscription. Absolutely not. Check in next week when Sandra's paying $5 a month for Mario Kart on her it's phone. It's happening. <laughs> <laughs> and question number 10, the final question of the round. 
Amazon had a big event last Wednesday and unveiled, frankly, an absurd number of devices. So we're going to have an all-out race to see if anyone can pull ahead this week in the decathlon. You're going to buzz in and name just one of the products that Amazon announced at its event. You can have a point for each one you correctly answer, but you have to buzz in for each device you're going to name. When you get a product wrong, you can no longer answer the question. So, three, two, one, go ahead. The Echo Buds. The Echo Frames. The Echo Frames. Oh, man. The I echo, know. The Echo Loop? Echo Loop. That's the ring that has Alexa in it. So yeah. I know, like, what all the stuff is. I just didn't, I don't remember any of the names. Um, Stan. Echo Glow. The Echo Glow, which I want to talk about a little bit more in a second. Keep going. We've got more products. Uh, there's the microwave, but I, I can't remember the name. Yeah. And then there's the Eero thing, and I can't remember the name of it. I'll give you Eero. It's just a new wireless router from Eero. Okay. Hold on. There, I buzzed. Eero. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for that formality. No problem. Um, God, what the fuck? What is the oven called? Stan. I don't know. I thought I'd, <laughs> I, I thought I'd think of one before I... Wait, did we say the glasses yet? Yes. yes. Oh, okay. You said those. And what's the, the Sonosy speaker thing? Oh, I know that one. Oh. No, Stan. No, Stan. Oh, because I got it wrong. Because you got yeah, it wrong. You're out. You're out. It's the Echo Studio. You should say that and get a point. It's the Echo That's Studio. The... No! Sandra for the point. <laughs> How about the Echo Air Fry? It's not something. It's the microwave thing, but I can't it remember It has an air fryer in it, but that is not the I name. I don't know. Fine. Okay, here. I'm just going to. Corinne. The Echo Cook. It's not the Echo okay. Cook. <laughs> All nice right. try, though. Yeah. So here, here is the list that I have written down. The Echo Buds, which are like AirPods. They have Alexa in the earbuds. The Echo Studio, which is like a HomePod. A new Echo, Echo Show, and Echo Dot. The Echo... With a clock. With a clock, which yeah. I think is actually very helpful. It's better. It's yeah. definitely better. The Echo Glow. So this is what I wanted to talk about. This is essentially a nightlight. The Echo Glow doesn't actually have a microphone in it. You can control it with Alexa if you wanted to put this in your kid's room because they want a smart light bulb that changes color or they want a nightlight. You could put the Alexa in your living room or somewhere or your kitchen or something and then control it that way. And then they can tap it to change the color, which is all they want to do anyway. For $30, like, kids would be so stoked on this thing. Like, yeah, I've seen a lot of reporters saying that this is dumb and I think it's going to be maybe the best seller of the year of this line. Yeah, the rest of the list include the Echo Flex, the Eero wireless router, Sidewalk, which is an extended Wi-Fi network so you can activate your smart devices further from your home, Fetch, which is a an experimental dog tracker that you can put on your dog's collar, the Amazon Smart Oven, which is a proper oven and includes an air fryer. The experimental Echo Frames, which are the glasses with Alexa in them. The Echo Loop, which is the experimental ring with Alexa in it. They also added Alexa into ring doorbells and a new feature called Alexa Communications for Kids where you can limit how your kids interact with Alexa. That's the list. So the score right now, Corinne and Sandra are both tied with four points each. And so here's the tiebreaker question. Another thing that Amazon announced that I did not just mention is celebrity imitations coming to the Alexa. How much will each celebrity voice cost to download? Whoever is closest wins. 
I'm going to say $249. $2.49? Yeah. I'm going to say $4.99. Oh, Sandra's going to take the cat line. It's 99 cents dude, per voice. Dude, do you realize that I just won this game without In the last question. Actually, actually answering anything right? Well, until the last question. Well, until the last question. <laughs> but come on. That's it. That's it. Well done, Sandra. Dude, my strategy is the best. Crushing it, as always. Doom. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back after this. Welcome back. I have some sad news here on the Tecathlon podcast, and it's my job as host to deliver it to you. The once promising app known as MoviePass has died. Yeah, that's right, Jason. Some of you may know MoviePass as the app that offered users unlimited access to watch movies in the theaters for $10 per month. It was a lofty idea, and it actually kind of worked for a short time. Users blissfully bathed their eyeballs in the flicker of the silver screen with reckless abandon. Then some cracks formed, and users started experiencing more and more restrictions. Finally, earlier this year, the MoviePass wheels flew off like so many chrome rims in a Fast and Furious movie. In truth, the idea probably never had a chance. Its promise was just too ambitious. It's unfortunate, but in the tech world, it's also not that uncommon. In this game, we'll recount some of the most famously failed promises tech companies ever made. Get ready to open some painful wounds. So these are just regular trivia questions, and Sandra, you are first. Okay. Back in 1999, the internet seemed like a wide-open frontier with endless possibilities. But how do we interact with places around the web? One company thought people wanted to smell the internet. It created a device that would use oil pods to emit different scents to give computer programs and web destinations their own olfactory signature. The Wired article about the tech was titled, You've Got Smell. (laughs) The company promised investors smell was an integral part of computing's future and raised more than $20 million. What was the name of this ill-fated company? And if you know anything about 1999 and internet companies, you could probably piece it together because it was so internet-y that it's unbelievable. I mean... Uh, I, I just want to say that in 1999, I was in sixth grade, so I was playing Pokemon <laughs> cards. I'm just going to say, like, AOL? The company was called iSmell. Oh, oh, my God. God. Uh, of course it why? was. Why? Of course it was called that. According to analysts at the time, the device actually worked pretty well, but it ultimately failed because, quote, no one actually wanted it. <laughs> <laughs> but like, Imagine that. I was thinking about this earlier, and, like, Think about how awesome it would be if someone visited your Twitter feed and, like, all of a sudden their whole room smelled like cinnamon buns. Like, the whole, all of Twitter just smells like <laughs> 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 We could, like, make popsi.com smell like rubbing alcohol or something science-y, you know? I'd, I'd be into it. Okay. Oh, it's got that, that fresh beaker smell. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jason. It's not just small companies that make false promises to get our hopes up. In fact, earlier this year, Apple promised users the slickest, most feature-packed wireless charging solution on the market. The product was allegedly going to charge AirPods, Apple Watches, and an iPhone all at once. Beyond that, it would let you monitor battery life of everything via the iPhone, which sounds pretty handy. Unfortunately, the company couldn't get it to work and officially canceled the product this year. What was it going to be called? Was it the air mat? No, it was called air power. Air power. You got something to say, Corinne? No, I'm just, you know, I'm glad that they just didn't release something that was trash. Yeah. No, I was with like, you I, on that. I, I'm really pleased with them. 
Yeah. Yeah, people made a lot of fun of them for canceling it, for making a big promise and canceling but it. But think about how much worse it would have been if they had released a piece of garbage. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah. So I'm, I'm behind that one. Corinne, question number three, and this one starts with a quote. Two years from now, spam will be solved. This is a quote from a tech titan given at the World Economic Forum in 2004. Obviously, that reality is still far from the one in which you live right now. The CEO's proposed solutions included things like throwing computer power at the problem for AI solutions or possibly even charging a fee to senders trying to spam our inboxes. Who was it that made this laughably ill-fated promise? 2004? 2004. 2004. Where, would, where do you make the announcement? At the World Economic Forum. Okay, so that could be, I want to say Bill Gates. It was Bill Gates. Yeah. That was my guess as well. The ever- I was just, I was tracking, it was more like I was trying to track the Microsoft CEO turnover. We weren't yet in Balmer times. Yeah. 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 The ever optimistic Bill Gates. Yes. For a follow-up on that one, spam still exists and <laughs> is not solved. What? <laughs> yeah. So, sorry. Question number four, Sandra. Companies love to promise robots that do well pretty much everything. One robot that we saw at CES made a lofty promise to handle a particularly annoying household chore. It cost thousands of dollars, and the prototype barely worked even when it was on display. In April of this year, we found out that it was never coming to market at all. What tedious household task will we have to keep doing until another robot comes along and fixes the problem for us? Okay, I'm just going to mention like the one that I hate, like uh, ironing? It's so close. Oh, so close. Sandra. It's so, <laughs> so close. close. Oh, my God. It's like, laundry-related. It oh. promised to fold your clothes. And pr- I don't mind folding my clothes that much. Ironing is way worse. No, no I just don't iron. Fold, yeah, my clothes can be <laughs> wrinkly, but they'll never be folded. <laughs> the robot was called the Foldimate, and it reportedly raised more than a billion dollars in funding. But LG's been demoing these things, too. Like, you can't just hang it all on this one company. They can't seem to figure it out. Yeah. I mean, it seems like a big box with some wooden planks that fold a shirt in half. Pretty much. Know. It's basically like everybody doing jeans at the Gap. I just want to say the name is awful. Yes. Yes. Jason, question number five. Earlier this year, a movie about Elizabeth Holmes brought one of the biggest lies in tech history into the forefront of culture. Holmes' company promised to revolutionize the way the medical industry tested blood with a machine that could easily fit into a local drugstore and provide an incredible amount of analysis with just a small amount of blood. Unfortunately, neither the machine nor the company could deliver on any of those promises. What was the company called? Theranos. All right. Good job, Jason. Thanks. I had to remember something. (laughs) It's like Thermos, but not. Yeah. And if you haven't watched that movie, I don't remember what that's called. Was it The Inventor? Yeah, that's the one. The Inventor. inventor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. The book is is, uh, about blood. Yeah. All right. Last one. Question number six, Corinne. Yes. Products often fail because creators and companies misidentify how much people actually want the product they're making. But what if creators could work together and democratize the invention process? That's what one internet company promised back in 2009. The startup opened a community to inventors who could share their ideas and workshop them with others. The most popular products would go into production with the company's help. Of course, it didn't pan out very well at all. The company had some success with a smart air conditioner, but also made a wireless speaker with a battery charger inside called the Beat Booster, which reportedly cost nearly $400,000 and sold roughly 30 units. What was the name of this weird yet ill-fated company? This was 
quirky. Quirky. No, and this was like a great idea. I love the idea of crowdsourcing your ideas and then anybody who helps contribute along the process like becomes partially vested in the product. But the situation is, is that the swath of products that they were open to trying to build was so huge. They basically had to start at square one in R&D for dozens and dozens and dozens of different things rather than being a place like OXO that's just like, we're going to put a buttload of R&D into making the best spatula because we already know how to make handles and forged aluminum and all this stuff. Like, it's just, it was a great idea, but it was never going to pan out. There you go. Corinne won. Yay. Congrats, Corinne. And thank you, Stan. Let's move on to our final game of the episode. As we discussed earlier in the show, last week, Amazon unveiled a multitude of new Alexa-powered products. Sandra, what is Jeff Bezos up to now? Amazon announced so much stuff, including the EchoBuds, their answer to the AirPods, the Echo Frames, which are smart glasses, and even a weird ring that has microphones in it and you wear on your finger. It's like a robot engagement ring, which gives the Beyonce song a whole new meaning. The way things are going, Alexa will be in the feelings in our teeth pretty soon. So in this edition of Don't Stab Me, I'm going to quiz you guys on all the weird stuff by numbers that Amazon has already been up to in the Alexa realm. Okay, so we're going to start with you, Stan. Great. So, we don't often get really hard stats about precisely how many devices Amazon has sold. Usually, they just boast about millions or talk about one device, like the Echo Dot, as a bestseller. But Amazon has confirmed that they have indeed sold, in total, how many devices that have Alexa in them. Is it more or less than 200 million devices? I'm going to say it's more. No, it's not. It's less than that. They've confirmed that they've sold more than 100 million devices in total. Oh, all right. I wonder I wonder what the number really is. It's like they're 102 so million. Yo, or it's like 190 million. Right, they're just at the cusp of the next milestone number. Yeah. Okay, Corinne. Yeah. On Prime Day, Amazon always sells tons of stuff, including gadgets like Echo Dots and Fire TV Sticks. But they sell plenty of stuff that's not an Alexa-enabled whatever. This past Prime Day, did they sell greater or less than one million pairs of headphones? Greater. Yes, they did. Million pair? What was it? More than a million pairs of headphones. More than a million pairs of headphones. Jeez, these numbers are are nuts. Prime Day is is nuts. It's a juggernaut, dude. (laughs) <laughs> Remember when we all made fun of Prime Day and said it would never catch on? Well, because the first Prime Day was just full of garbage, complete yeah. trash. Okay, Jason. In a press release that Amazon put out in late November of last year, boasting about their sales during the holiday season, including the fact that the Echo Dot was the number one product sold on Amazon around the world, it referred to the time period around Thanksgiving and Cyber Monday as the turkey what? The what here being a number. What's that number? As the turkey three. Incorrect. Turkey two. Turkey ten million. Turkey turkey seven. Incorrect. Okay, the right answer is five. It refers to the five days that comprise Thanksgiving Thursday all the way to the Monday after. How dumb is that? The turkey five? Yes, it is. That's what I call it when I make a hand turkey every Thanksgiving that I give to my mom. I got one of those in bowling once. That's what I call it when I make the really tall turkey sandwich. Five whole pieces of turkey. That's my turkey five. Yep. Stan, 
In August, Amazon announced that anybody who wanted to help get school supplies to kids in need could tell their voice assistant, Alexa, donate to Happy School Year. And then Amazon would send a backpack with supplies in it to an organization called Communities in Schools. The initiative even involved Shaq, who allegedly sent people thank you messages for participating. Did the initiative promise to give backpacks to A, more than 5,000 kids, B, more than 10,000 kids, C, more than 100,000 kids, or D, more than a million kids? I just want to interrupt. And I say just want to say that, like, if you answer the, if you answer A, you're correct no matter what. <laughs> I see your semantic. <laughs> it's not semantic. They're all technically correct if you answer A. Well, I guess C. Stan. That's incorrect because A is the right answer, of course. <laughs> Whatever. Screw you, kids. <laughs> okay, Corinne. Yes. Before Prime Day this year, Amazon put out a press release running down all the deals people could look for on Prime Day, like Echo products, Fire tablets, and Kindles. It also mentioned that other stuff would be discounted too, including 32% off the Ferber dog camera. Yes, that is a camera that you can use to see and talk to your dog when you're not home. You can even use it to literally throw treats at your dog. How much does the Ferber dog camera usually cost? Is it more than or less than $150? Dog people will totally pay more than $150. Yes. yes. Of course they will. Dog owners. Of course they pet will. Pet owners are crazy. Wow, so. I feel personally attacked right now. <laughs> I pointed at you and Stan. <laughs> so just so you know, Jason, the Ferber Dog Camera is at a full price, a $249 gizmo. Jason, in 2018, according to Amazon, how did the number of people who interacted in some way with Alexa on a daily basis change? A, it doubled. B, it tripled. C, it quadrupled. D, it shrank down to just one person living in Fargo, North Dakota. Uh, his name is Tim. And what up, dude? What up, Tim? <laughs> his name is Shaq. <laughs> uh, I think it quadrupled. No, it didn't. I think it tripled. No, it didn't. I think it doubled. It did double, but that's a wrong answer. Point for Jason. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is the last round. Stan, last week Amazon announced new wireless earbuds that will go on sale for $129. How many dollars cheaper is that than Apple's latest gen AirPods, the kind that come with a wireless charging case? Are they more or less than $65 cheaper? This isn't fair. I have to do two math problems <laughs> now. Uh, I think the AirPods are $179 with the charging case. Are they $199? I don't know, more. It is more, exactly. So that's right. They are $70. This is a binary option. <laughs> yes. There is, they are $70 cheaper. The AirPods at $199. I just bought a single AirPod because my daughter stepped on hers. And I can tell you that that is $70. That's the most annoying $70 you'll ever spend. I'm sure. In your whole life. Okay, Corinne. Yes. According to Alexa, how much is Jeff Bezos worth? Is the figure more or less than $100 billion? It is more than $100 billion. Of course it is. Of course it is. It is $130,700,000,000. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's so much money. It is so it's much un- money. It's unfathomable. Unfathomable? Unfathomable. That's the word. Um, like, it... Uh, 
I would settle I, for one billion dollars. I would settle for one million dollars. Let's be real yeah. here. I would one, settle one for one dollar. Sandra won a one dollar scratcher ticket this afternoon. Yes, I feel rich. I am almost Jeff Bezos. Do you think Jeff Bezos would buy my daughter a stupid AirPod so I don't have to buy her one? No, but he would, him. he would send her free what are the, Echo Buds. Echo Buds. He would yes. not. He definitely would not. <laughs> okay, Jason. Speaking of money, Amazon also recently announced an Echo Dot that has a clock in it. And speaking of time, what year and month did Alexa first launch? Was it after or before January of 2015? It was before. Yes, it was. It was November 2014. Okay, so the scores are... Um, Jason, you have one correct answer. Stan, you got two. And Corinne is the winner with three correct answers. That and a thousand. Amazing. And I didn't even have to ask the tiebreaker, which was amazing. But I'm going to say, say it anyway because okay. it's so cool. How old is Jeff Bezos? And this is a hint. He is as old as Keanu Reeves. 55. Yes. Good, Jason. On, bang on the money. Mm, yeah. I was going to say 1,000 years old like a Highlander. <laughs> Keanu Reeves and Jeff Bezos never age. Highlanders. Corinne, congratulations. Thank you, Sandra. Thank you for listening at home. We'll be back in your feeds next week with another edition of Popular Sciences Decathlon. Decathlon is a popular science podcast. We're available on all major podcast platforms, so subscribe wherever you're listening now. And if you like what you hear, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It will help other people to find the show. You can buy our merch, including t-shirts, tote bags, and mugs at popsci.threadless.com. The show is produced by the entire PopSci tech team and me, Jason Letterman. Our theme music is by Billy Cadden. If you have questions, suggestions, or opinions to share, tweet us at Show. Thanks for listening.